I wonder if in the search to find a universal song, what we've done is we've sang things that are not specific enough to connect to anybody very deeply. Welcome to The Walk, a devotionals podcast for worshipers. On this episode, we have a very honest conversation with Chris Llewellyn from Rent Collective about his son, his new music, and the beauty of God using our struggles to call us back to him. Here we go. So you said, what was it, 14 years you've been with Ren? 12 years? Uh, well, I mean, really, like since 2003. Okay. So uh, before Rand was even like anything to do with music, uh, we were a Bible study, and that was when I got involved in it in 2003. Okay. So, uh, and then it kind of spiraled from there because <laughs> uh, that Bible study put together a selection of songs like EPs as kind of almost like a parting gift. So we, everybody was kind of moving away and going to university and stuff. And so we decided, okay, well, we've been on a bit of a journey and a lot of us are artists, so we might as well make something. Yeah. And we must have pressed like a hundred EPs. It's nothing, nothing more than that. Uh, but Chris Tomlin and Martin Smith had two of them. Ooh. And so, uh, those are kind of two pretty big names there. Well, right. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's crazy. So, how did, how did that even happen? How did, when you say Chris Tomlin and Martin Smith had them, like, what does that even mean? There is a, like you mail it to them. Like what? Well, that we, even no, we didn't. So a, a guy called Les Moyer, uh, who has been kind of hovering around the Christian music scene forever, he was sort of passing them out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is like pre-us being signed by Kingsway or anything. So he was wow. just out there. I don't know. He just felt like there was something on it. So he gave one to Martin Smith, who then gave one to Chris Tomlin. And then Chris Tomlin actually decided to invite us on tour because Matt Meyer pulled out at the last minute mm. and we were kind of the last thing he was listening to he's just like why don't I contact these Irish guys <laughs> and so that was really that was the first time that we ever were kind of struck with the idea of could could we be a band yeah could, could we go and do this tour so we got invited on that uh, and if our God is for us tour so this massive arena tour and we aren't we aren't even a band let me <laughs> explain that we're like masquerading as a band <laughs> in the states uh, and yet, because we were on the Tomlin tour, like kind of the industry felt like they'd maybe missed something. <laughs> uh, and so you know, they all felt like they were on the back foot and like they have missed this great catch. So we got management and booking like really quickly. And so uh, visas and everything came through and we've stayed ever since. So you're the imposters of Christian music. It's not even a syndrome for yeah. us. <laughs> it's, just, it's just the reality. Yeah. I love that. Les Moore, the godfather of European Christian music. Right? He really is, and a fine bassist as well. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he started in recording music. Yeah, That's yeah, he's he killer. Work, so. He's the only person I know who, like, talks in fractions of dbs and <laughs> mastering which i don't understand anyway uh, i always just get it back from mastering i'm like yep good loud <laughs> loud <laughs> yeah well i guess we should actually introduce okay, we've yeah. been having fun so hey uh joshua swanson the worship leader privileged to sit with chris llewellyn to talk about some of his new music and his heart and his story so thanks man for hanging with us absolutely yeah yeah i really loved your podcast that you did for us thanks, the devotional. Yeah. i thought that was really special um, I've quoted that line. You said, uh, I've realized I'm more of a doubting Thomas than a Peter. I've quoted that several <laughs> times because I was like, oh, yeah, that was a little close to home. Yeah. That was kind of me too. I think uh, maybe we've all felt like that at some at some season. Actually, I don't know if we all feel like a Peter. Yeah. He, he's, he has a lot he's, of confidence. Yeah, he's pretty big. Like, he's a pretty big character. Yeah. He's right like a third of the time. 
But he goes in with the confidence of somebody who has a better track record. (laughs) (laughs) That's the truth. Uh, Okay, well, so uh, you have been with Rand a long time, and it's a very fascinating story how that all came together. So you've been thinking of music in terms of the band. So I'm assuming there was kind of this, like, individual, like, hey, I've got some things I want might want to say myself that evolved, and is that how we got to this album, or how did we get here? Yeah, I think so. I mean, for years, singing all these big anthems and trying to come up with these songs that kind of are, are universal and are able to be sung by people across the entire planet, mm-hmm. that, that's that been the focus for a really long time, and I, there is something so special about that. I would never really want to give that up. There's something amazing about hearing a lot of people on the same exact page uh, just being able to lift up the same song. But on the other hand, that that isn't really... It isn't the full record of even the songs that we have in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, the Psalms don't all look like that. Some yeah. of them do. Uh, you can see that real congregationality mm-hmm. uh, in some of them. You know, there's almost call and response sections in mm-hmm. some of them where you can see how they were supposed to be used. Uh, but at other times, you just see people bring in these incredibly personal things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's something to me in exploring the idea of, I wonder if... I wonder if in the search to find a universal song, what we've done is we've sang things that are not specific enough to connect to anybody very deeply, mm. but to everybody kind of in a shallow way. Sure. Uh, maybe we need two kinds of songs. Right. You so know? I just want to point out, you called your band member shallow. So that's, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. what we'll highlight here. Well, it's all my fault. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get what you mean, though. To your point, big anthemic music party time celebrating jesus huge you know huge settings like mm-hmm. that's what rend is which is right. incredibly joyful which is an it, which is also an experience setting we don't really have i mean when you guys hit the scene like <laughs> there's not really a lot of folks still like you guys so i understand that you're saying from your perspective maybe you wanted to express something a little bit different well absolutely i mean Actually, the reason why Rand is so joy-focused isn't so much that we are very naturally gravitating towards that, but more that it's always been the thing that we've needed. Mm. You know, it, I mean, I kind of have always had a very introspective, maybe like kind of depressive personality. That, that's my that's my natural orientation is mm. to go that direction. And so a lot of what I've done in Rand Collective is try to combat that. Mm. And I think there's some health to that. There, there are times when you've got to challenge uh, that, that kind of darkness in yourself and, and try to fight for, for a bit of light in there. Uh, but there are also times to explore it. And I think, you know, moving from 2020, which was a difficult year for everybody, uh, yet it was also the year that my son got diagnosed. Uh, he's like quite profoundly autistic. And that, that had a massive impact. And I think what I realized was, okay, now it's starting to close in to the point where trying to fight back against this and pretend like this darkness, this difficulty, this doubt doesn't exist, that's not working for me anymore. I think I need to face up to it fully and try to move through it rather than move around it. And so that's really what this record is. It's just trying to face up to the reality that things get really hard mm-hmm. and you don't always have a complete certainty in what God's doing in your life. Mm-hmm. And yet... There's still a worship song in those moments, which is crazy. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, all the different colors of our faith, right? I mean, yeah. the different aspects as we grow in our faith and when as start, we grow in our experiences, right? Totally. I mean, when you start reading the Bible and noticing how much we get out our highlighter pen, it's like a good two-thirds of the Bible is like 
lamentations. Psalms, again, more than half of them are laments. Mm. Uh, Jeremiah, it's like nearly all lament. Mm. Ecclesiastes, it's like, what is life? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it actually isn't, it isn't all stuff for like, you know, the Sunday school or youth room. Mm -hmm. it, you can't just translate it that way. It, it really is stuff that, that looks at the harsh realities of life. And a lot of the loose threads just kind of are left hanging there sometimes. And I guess I, I think that's what the authors of Scripture uh, meant by what it is to trust God, is actually to leave those loose threads in his hands and mm -hmm. believe in spite of them. We'll be right back with more from Chris Llewellyn. But first, we had a conversation with Aaron Stewart, the co-founder of Planning Center, our partner on this episode. We asked him, what is the most helpful tool Planning Center offers to musicians? So if you're putting all of your music in Planning Center to organize it and to give to your people to rehearse, what you can do is download the Music Stand app, which is best on a tablet, so an iPad or an Android tablet, and that lets you log in to your account, and then it says, here's this week's service, and it launches in a, in a customized view, and it makes it so that whatever music you have, whether sheet music or chord charts, whatever it is as PDF files, it gets put in there so that you can just swipe from song to song, or you can use a wireless Bluetooth foot pedal. Um, if you want to be hands-free, you can just tap your foot and it changes the pages. Actually, you can even link multiple devices so that when I turn my pages, it just automatically turns anybody else's pages who wants to be turned. And then also, you're able to take notes on it. And so, what I love about this is I take notes the first time we're going to do that song, and then when we do that song two weeks later, a month later, a year later. It just comes up again with all of my notes. Well, so if I can save notes, why can't I share my notes? So if you are playing piano next week, you can be like, well, I don't want to take my own notes. Did Aaron take notes on this? You can just say, there's Aaron's notes, import them to mine. So you can share your notes with other people. If you have your audio files on there, it allows you to listen to those. This is how I practice my stuff every week. So I sit down at my keyboard and I like open music stand. I launch the audio player and it's like I can scrub through the player at the bottom while I'm taking notes on the music right there. I'm like, what, what was that? And I like back up. I'm going to highlight that part because that's where I'm going to sing a harmony part. And so having all that, sharing those notes with your people and turning those pages, it just makes rehearsing or playing in the service so much easier. For those interested in transitioning to Planning Center, you can find out more at planningcenter.com. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Okay, back to Chris to close us out. How long have you been ruminating on these songs? Has this been like... You just sat in a room and a month later you had an album or you've been writing these songs for a long time or how did you get here? 
You know, I, I've probably been writing them in the background of Rand stuff. I'm more like some of them just didn't make the filter where it was like, oh gosh, that's a weird song. It doesn't kind of mm-hmm. jive with the confetti cannon vibe that we have. <laughs> uh, and so some of them just kind of were like, well, that's an oddity. I'll just keep that away, keep that away over there. Uh, and then some of them are, you know, in the last couple of years, really more responding to things that are more current than that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's one of those things. I, I'm really glad that I have this outlet now. I mm. think it's. I think it's given me maybe a healthier perspective that not everything needs to be forced through the the lens of congregational worship all the time. Yeah, you know, and yeah. writing songs that aren't like that can be just as helpful. Yeah, I thought "Honest" was probably one of the most powerful songs I've heard in a long time. Just mm. given the story, I mean, it's a, musically, it's a beautiful song. Really fun to see you with all the buttons and the all the things. <laughs> like that's a lot of. It just seems like a lot of work, but, uh, but it is a lot of work. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> but the final product is worth it. And a lot of counting. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I didn't think of that. That's what it is. If you get one of those loops wrong and you're paying for it, that, that's it. <laughs> Everything is off rails. So. Uh, well, yeah. that's all. All that stuff. But but then of course the underlying like what it's about with your I'm assuming it's about your son and yeah. about that discovery and about that process of like starting to doubt your faith or you doubt God I mean am I right or yeah absolutely I mean it, it was in that environment I think once you start losing that full confidence in like the reliability of God to do everything exactly the way you would like him to do it Mm-hmm. Uh, once you start realizing that that is not something that is going to happen mm-hmm. all the time, uh, it, it does start a bit of a spiral. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe that's a very immature faith life that believes that God primarily exists just to make all of your dreams come true. But I think it's pretty common. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I think it is until it's challenged in real life. Everybody knows that that nobody would say that out loud, that that was their belief system. Yeah. And yet I think functionally, a lot of us really do think that. Yeah. Right. Well, and, yeah. Sorry, I'm. <laughs> yeah, I'm just. Yes, I'm agreeing with you because uh, Western society also can't. We we as a group, we just kind of like, oh, let's push pain and discomfort mm. away. But then when something bursts through, you're all of a sudden hit with that reality, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, wait a minute, who is God? Right, because we all think that a, a meaningful life is a pain-free life. Yeah, um, like that. That is our current culture's way of processing, but mm-hmm. it's certainly certainly not scripture and. It's not even my experience. You yeah, see, I think yeah. that's the the really beautiful thing underneath it is when you start to experience doubt in the way that I have, I think I've discovered God to be incredibly faithful. Mm. You know, I've realized now that it's not really about the quality of my ability to believe. That's, that isn't what makes me loved. It isn't what makes me a Christian even. Mm-hmm. Uh, what it is, is the faithfulness of God mm. to call me and to continue to use me and to continue to draw me to himself. Uh, and he, he really, he is good enough to show up and be faithful when we're faithless. Mm. You Because know? anything else is to deny himself. That's how the scripture puts it. Yeah. Wow. When you look at this collection of songs, like uh, if you had, if you just pictured them on a bookshelf, which would be the one that you would go to every day and pull off? That's an interesting one. Um, you know, I think it probably is the title track, Honest. Yeah. I, th- I think that's the one that probably distills everything that I was thinking into into one tight package. I, I find myself coming back to that verse in scripture in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, and even as I was singing today, 
there's something special about singing it from within the middle of kind of a struggle. You know, I, I was singing that right when I was experiencing kind of the worst sense of alienation from God and mm. the, the darkest thoughts. And now I'm kind of on the other side of that and I'm in, in a much more positive space. But it's interesting. The song just means different things in different seasons to me. It's almost a cry of confidence at this point. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's really good. Yeah, I think it's probably... It's a favorite one that I've written in a long time. Yeah. Well, it's fantastic. I really love the music video, too. Is that a lot of... I mean... Well, that, that's a lot of counting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the music video being a, being a live thing. Uh, it was... I mean, you did do it live, yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't know if there was movie magic in there. Uh, there's definitely uh, lots of takes magic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's intense. Wow. Yeah, yeah. But, um... It's interesting, you get so used to playing with the same group of people all the time uh, that even reimagining how to present music is kind mm. of is difficult. Yeah. And yet it felt to me really important that this kind of music was presented truly solo because uh, that's the experience mm. of writing it and that's the experience that a lot of people have when they're going through seasons of doubt and difficulty. It feels lonely and I kind of wanted artistically for it to always be presented that way. It's just It's just one guy kind of trying to make it work yeah because honestly what that's how a lot of us feel oftentimes right well, exactly which is it. why the trinity was created right god was like we need community Even right god needs community exactly so it's like what are you doing out there by yourself so but that's an yeah. amazing that's an amazing visual too that i didn't think of in terms of the music video that makes a lot of sense yeah that's interesting i didn't use much in terms of very spare in terms of co-writing and things like uh-huh. that on the record just to try to reflect that as well uh, so when I would get stuck, it was just, well, you're stuck. You need mm. to you need to find your way out of this. Mm. It's not wow. It's not Nashville where you can just call somebody up and yeah. meet somebody at ten thirty and have a song by eleven thirty. Yeah, uh, you know you're going to have to sit with this and wrestle through it. And I think wow, I just wanted to kind of make that statement. Well, I think you did an incredible job. When will we get to see this music out live? Yeah, uh, we're actually, it's funny, we were talking about that in the car on the way here. <laughs> I, I think it'll probably be next year because Rank cool. Collective's so busy. We've got our campfire, 10th Avenue, uh, not 10th Avenue North. That, that's that's a blast band. from the <laughs> Yeah, actually, we've toured with them so many times. I think I just rolled <laughs> off the tongue. But okay. it's a 10th anniversary tour of oh, our cool. uh, campfire record. So we're, we're doing that in the US this fall and nice. then in the UK in the spring. So it'll be a little bit after that for Chris Llewellyn to do his thing yeah but there will be space for that <laughs> yeah absolutely very cool man well thanks for just chatting with us a little bit about the music and yeah, you. sharing your heart it's really a privilege to sit with you so check it out chrislewellen.com and then the album is called Honest appreciate it thank you Chris for spending time with us Chris's powerful devotional episode of The Walk from a few months back is in the show notes for this episode on worshipleader.com. You'll also find an incredible live version of that song, Honest, which we recorded in our Song Discovery Studios. If you haven't done so already, it would mean a lot to us if you would subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. All right, until next time, I want to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find a collection of faith-centered podcasts about health and wellness, parenting, current cultural events, Bible teachings, and more. So check them out at lifeaudio.com. I'm Joshua Swanson. Thanks for listening. Life Audio. 
I'm Don Hawkins, inviting you to be encouraged with my weekly podcast, Encouragement for You. To subscribe, go to lifeaudio.com.